Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome to Generating X, IFG Cope, and we have a special guest today. <laughs> hey, I'm back in the building, man. After a two-week hiatus, I'm back. I'm feeling healthy, feeling energetic. I know y'all miss me, but I'm back, man. Sometimes you gotta, you know what I'm saying? You need that, uh, that relaxation, that R&R, rest and relaxation. But I'm back in the fifth day, man, trying to catch up. You got a little uh, sun? I know it's hot. Yeah. So, all yeah, right. Is, man. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Tell a little sports today, a little sports episode. See, Rob had a, I don't know if it's a question or a topic or how you want to approach all this. Yeah, man. Um, shit, we both played running back in high school. We did. We shared the backfield. For many we a did. games. <laughs> we did. <laughs> um, and that was a glamorous position back in the days, man. If you had a little shiftiness to you, some power mm -hmm. to you, you know, they'd they, they hand you that rock and let you do your thing, man. Behind the big boys, neither of us, no big ass dudes, and we definitely weren't no big ass dudes back then. Back then, no. <laughs> so there's a lot of, to me, in the NFL right now, a position, the running back position. Back in the days, it was glorified. Um, you had your bell cows, where they towed the ball over 300 times. A, Earl Campbell. Man, you know what I'm saying? Just modern day right now. It translates to a safety or linebacker. So I, I would rather him do those two at this point. Well, it depends. I'll get into that. I I, I, I got a little thoughts on, on the running back and, and the evolution, shall we say of the running back position. So, you know, they are devalued now. They are. Um, they take the most punishment. I remember a few years ago seeing something where basically saying playing running back is like basically running, like running head on to a brick wall like 30 oh. times a, a right. day. So that's right. basically they take. The speed that they get up to, the front line that they're hitting, the impact that they a lot. It's a lot. It, it wears on the body. Earl Campbell, you see the way he walks now. Like what, what's right. going on with him? Walk, man. Yep. You can see Franco Harris before he passed away, just the way all those dudes walk. Aches. The, um, what's the dude's name that played for? Uh, he didn't play that long in the NFL, played for Michigan. Oh man, I can't. We played in the NFL with played for um, I think he played for Minnesota for a little bit. He was in um but he used to be on my uh, South Florida radio and he would talk about how he would have to with the lights off because of the head, like all just all, and just like, it, it's a lot, man, the body, the run, like more than any other position around, like the linemen don't have bent up fingers. You know, you see the fingers going sideways with the other position. When you see those guys, when they get over, it's the running backs, man, the limping, the, the everything. It's just, it's a lot of punishment. And that's that's some of the best athletes out there. Um, yeah, like I said, it was a glamour position back in the days, man. You, you touching the ball at least 20 times a game, power, if you're running with shiftiness or speed or whatever. But, you know, the longevity, I, I think the days of Adrian Peterson are done. Well, freak, though. He was freak of nature. I mean, now you got to. A two, three back rotation. Got the young, you know, you need some free agent running backs to come in. When I say free agent, undraft that can come in, as long as they can pick up the playbook, have some skill set, hit the hole. The money, low contracts, you know what I'm saying? They're coming in on a. That's the thing. 
it's the money. It's the money. And they use these dudes up, like Saquon used up, and then the Giants are like, oh, we don't want to pay you because, you know, you're getting hurt. Well, you've been using this dude. They were horrible. How, how long he been in the league? Like five years, maybe? Something like that. But he been hurt years, though. Because they were running them. They didn't have a quarterback. They still don't have a quarterback. I don't care what you say about Daniel, that dude, to take the onus off of, off of Saquon Barkley. So now semi-good. They, they made the playoffs last year. You would think their trajectory is going up. But his body done already took that beating. You know what I mean? So you don't oh, no, lose the, be- the best out of him. And that's what it uh-huh. is. I think I think on that rookie contract, they'll use your ass up. You also have to remember, they're also taking these hits in taking these hits in high school. They're taking these hits in college. College. They're taking these hits oh, as compared to we'll use a quarterback. Corner. Can't get hit in, in hey, high school. And what color jerseys they wearing? Yeah, the red jersey. Hands off. Keep your hands up. Can't, can't get hit. Yep, can't get hit. And in that's why these guys are playing well. Quarterbacks playing well into the 30. I mean, like 38, 39. Yeah, Brady's and you got the running backs. Yeah, running backs. 26. You, you, you might get you might get a few like um Frank Gore. 637. But you like know that. what though? That was that was how long ago was I mean, though he just retired not that long ago. It's like he, I think he number three on the um all-time rush. I mean, yeah, yeah. Though he was a beast, but quietly yeah. he's number three, man. He's like um by like uh Curtis Mark was a quiet yep. yep. Hall of nobody was really talking because he came at the time of Marshall Fall. Marshall Fall was like and out there because he is the prototype for what these running backs, what the running back position is today. Zeke was not, he was good, but the reason why he's not playing now is like an early 2000, 1990s running back. Whereas he's not what running backs are today. The running back of today is Aaron a lot, and which is why he still, it's almost like his body didn't take a lot of hits because he didn't play years. Well, he took a pay cut too. He took he he did not no he, he signed, I mean he, he technically it wasn't a pay cut because it's more than he was getting paid last year the salary okay yeah so pay cut from what he been, yeah it was a, a pay cut from what he would have been making and like right. he said sixteen now he's making he took eleven he he restructured it so now he's getting eleven um, he's never made eleven million dollars so hell to him it ain't, it, that ain't no pay cut <laughs> and you still team right. a good franchise and, and, Why and not? He, he's always had he. And, like this is why the contracts may change with running backs because that position because a few 15 years ago tight ends were almost obsolete. Remember they were the big dudes. All they would do was block passes. You know, Shannon Sharp was probably back in the day when who could stretch the field like that. You know, there were few and far between. Um, if a tight ends came and that, who could stretch the field, who can block. You know, the Kelseys, the the Jermichael Finley before he got hurt. Um, well, uh, what was the cat from San Diego? Gates. Yeah, Gates. Like all, all those guys. Basically, evolution of a tight end. Tight ends, you see how valuable they are now. And I think the yeah. running backs are going to see John Robinson. Is one. You see how sought after he was? Because he can run and catch. He can put Aaron Jones does. Like Alvin Kamara. Dalvin Cook gets hurt a little bit more. He's just been, he was hurt in college, you know. But he's one of those, he's one of those running backs I'm talking about right now. Yeah, no, he's, he's on a decline. Yeah. Right, and I know it's still early. I mean, um, but but for him, he was always hurt. He was he's just just his body. It wasn't but, like Zeke took a lot and bang. That was bang. Well, let's go back and look at the first two years of Zeke's career in Dallas. Right. The man was catching the ball, taking it to the house. 
So he was one of those backs too. But they, but you know, speaking of Zeke though, the thing I didn't like Dallas making his move, but for Zeke, I was, he knew that his time was limited as toting that ball 300 times a game. Get I mean, season, and he held out for that. Get your money. And that's what exactly. So I'm I not mad never, at I will never be Gurriel, especially a football player. Uh, they don't have those guaranteed kind. I get your money. Because it was the guy a up bad chop, The guy up top going to do everything he can to get his. Right. It was a bad me on, on, on Jerry Jones trying to pay him. But I'm mm -hmm. happy for Zeke. Because look where you're at right now. Right. The man is paid. Um, I, I evolve. And Marshall Falk, and I want to get back to him. Because he was probably the catalyst or the prototype for what these backs are today. He could run outside. He could split, he could split them out like a receiver, swing them out the back. Right. I mean, he could do it. When coaches would see that, those are the kind of backs they started looking for. And when you look at the top backs, we go back, and I'll put Dalvin Cook in there, you know, be on the team, the Dalvin Cooks, the Alvin Kamaras, the Aaron Jones. Now, I think this kid needs to be one of those guys. Those guys, you can do multiple things with them. And that's what they, that's, that's basically what it was. Reggie Bush. Was a man, was ahead of his time. Reggie Bush in this time would have killed the world. They See, tried to, me, to make Reggie Bush a traditional running back, right? You know, because that forward thinking wasn't there yet. That hey, oh, I can put this dude at receiver, or I can split him out. I can do so many things to stretch this defense. You know, so yeah, Bush, in my opinion, one of the greatest ever to touch the ball in college. Oh, but oh like you God. said, though, to me, his speed didn't translate to the NFL. You don't think? I don't think so, man. In college, mm. in the NFL, he wasn't running away from linebackers and safeties like that. Yeah, but he wasn't putting in a lot of open fields like he was in, in college. They put it he was in a lot of open, right. open field. Kind of like, again, Alvin Kamara's putting – get Peyton makes sure Alvin Kamara – Used to make sure, hey, I forgot he's not the coach anymore. That Alvin Kamara was in open field situations, one on one situations. Minnesota, Minnesota used to do it, uh, Dalvin Cook. That's what Green Bay tries to do with Aaron Jones. You try to put him, stretch the defense so a linebacker is not going to be able to cover him. On, on right. Route. And his safety you can't know, either. Safety can't either. Right. So you create those things. And I think that's kind of, they have to see, re, re, it's going to take guys like, this group right now who's successful, Chris McCaffrey, I forgot, forgot about him, just thought about that. He's able to, another guy you can move, you can put at the receiver, you can, you know, anywhere in the backfield, all those good things. Um, it's going to take this next group, the B. John Robinsons and whoever else is coming like that. That's when they're going to see the importance. It's going to probably move like the tight end where, oh, I can use this guy so many different ways. Then they'll be able to get that second contract. Also, you got to have two running backs. You can't just have one dude. Yeah. In some instances, you three. Yeah. You, in you some instances, three. Right. You just can't have one. One, one is not going to do it nowadays. And I was looking at some uh, some drafts over the last 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And you saw as far as getting draft number one, not number one, but in the first round. Right has gradually declined for the running back. Yeah. Now they're you know, second round. 
the second it's round. Second round, but it, it's it starts it's, even from the second round over the last ten years, it starts diminishing. Mm. Like the value of the running back is not there, and to me, but you need that running back. You need somebody like a Tony Pollard taking eighty yards on you, um, like your boys in uh, well, your boy in Green Bay. Jones. Boys, you can say boys because I want to make a point. Oh, no, about yeah. Hey, why, why he's last? Boys. Why he's why he's gonna last so long is he split time with Jamal Williams. Yeah, and now he's split time with AJ Dillon, and it's like you—that's what you need. You have to have two guys. You can't just depend on yeah, one that bell cop. But like, it's a passing league now. Yeah, it is. It is. Quarterbacks throwing a ball fifty times a no. game in some instances, and you know they what? Throw two, two yard, two yard pass. <laughs> it's exciting to watch. But we grew up in a time where, like I said, we ran a ball. So yeah. I like seeing I like seeing you wear a team down the way though uh, Philadelphia didn't do it in a traditional way. Right. And that's the thing, too. I'm going to get back to that shortly. They ran the ball down a Cowboys throat in the fourth quarter when the game was on the line, but they did it with the quarterback. The quarterback positions, though they might throw the some of them might throw the ball 50 times a game, but now you're getting these athletic quarterbacks yeah, that, runs. that can run that's taking carries away from the running back. Yeah. Well, because think about it though. Um, quarterback hurts in Philadelphia. I think they ran a ball on one drive as the Cowboys 13, 14 straight times. And when it was third and one, third and two. Hurts, they had that, whatever you yeah. want to call it. That huddle, that scram- scramble or whatever, I forgot what it's called. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But typically, that'll be a running back doing that. Yeah. So that's just showing you how much the game has changed again. Now we got athletic quarterbacks that can run a ball just as good as a, a running back can. And maybe in the next 15 years, 10 years, a running back position will go back to what it was. But maybe. But the running back position is still valued by some teams because Chicago Bears have a running back at quarterback. There you go. There you go. That can throw just a, just that can no, throw he, just a he, little bit. Yeah, just a little. Well, he throw like a running back. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I man. I'm just. I value the running back position, but it's just a day and age where you need two or three of them. Well, it, it flip flop. Get your money. Yeah, it flip flop. So running backs were first and second round, and then tight ends were third, fourth round. Now it's tight ends, first, second round running backs. You know, it's just it's because the game has become a passing league. You know, but my all time favorite position, though I ran a bar, I think yeah. I was forced to play running back in high mm-hmm. school because we didn't throw them up again. No, we didn't throw. My favorite all time is receiver. Mm-hmm. The, the so called prima donnas, and if you see. The ones that cause the most ruckus on the team is the receivers. Always. <laughs> the Always. people, you know what I'm saying? So, as you see, like, those receivers still go off the board in the first round. Mm. Way more than the running back, man. Like you said, the tight ends are not. They'll make a run on receivers. It'll mm. be five picks, three or four of them, you know, in a row, three mm. or four of them be receivers. And then you go, you make a run on tight ends. It'll be six picks, three of them will be tight ends. Like, mm-hmm. but you don't see that with the running back anymore, man. Even Jacobs, 
even um the Raiders, too bad JT is not on his car. Mm-hmm. They franchise tag Jacobs, man. Yeah. Um, he had a breakout season in 2022. So was the season of 2022. Yeah, just running backs. I don't know, man. Yeah, if you got a, a kid that's shifty, um, you got two girls and my son 22. So <laughs> you know, that's shifty, they got some skill set. I love playing defensive back too. You know what I'm saying? Trying to spell mm-hmm. a receiver. Like you say, a safety or a linebacker or something, depending on your size. Right. That might be the direction. And to me, man, if you if, if if your boy got an arm, if he has an arm, quarterback. Put him at quarterback, man. Cause you can teach him. You can teach him the footwork and the mechanics and the throw motion, the reads and all that kind of stuff. Cause that's that's where you want to be. That's where you're gonna make the most money. Um, if you have decent, you'll have some longevity in the NFL, man. You yeah, yeah. You can be backup, 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 still make good money. Still make good money. You could be a journeyman backup with 10 different teams in five years and be set for life. That might be the best job in sports. Backup hey. quarterback. You can back up, make millions, not get hit. And your health, hey, when you're 45 years old, you'll yep. just be looking spry and energetic. And, and then just, when you retire, you go to ESPN or somewhere, you go talk about it. You know, right. Going or, out. and they make their best coaches too sometimes, yeah, man. There you go. Doug they Peterson. sitting on a bench. They sitting on a bench listening, um, learning from the coaches. They right there. They got the headsets on. Doug Peterson. There you go. Yep. That was great. That was old criminal fires backup. Did we have, you say criminal fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why ain't man, he in jail? Funny. Why ain't he in jail? It's funny that you say that. Uh-huh. How is he getting away with something? I don't know. I don't it's un- know. It's unbelievable. And he's still denying that he did anything wrong when you got transcripts. Saying he did something wrong. But he a Trump guy, so that's deny, deny, deny. But when they going to throw the book at him, though, man? I don't know. That's Mississippi, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mississippi, man. My family from Mississippi is it, different down there, man. It's different. It, it's different down there, but yeah, just it's unbelievable. I thought I read something too, not that long ago, that he was involved in some more mess. He's involved in a lot of mess. He, this dude it's is getting, a shady dude. That's just it's who getting he covered is. up, man. That's just who he is. Your ex quarterback, Vikings. <laughs> Remember, he was Vikings was his last team. He was Vikings quarterback. But your ex quarterback, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I got the best way. You come throwing that Jerry Jones. Stop at you. <laughs> <laughs> Brent Favre, don't they give him the Super Bowl. Right? Yeah, that was crazy. On that one, man. Just love him so much. No, because you know, you you give these guys gifts to Supreme Court. For everybody who don't know what we're talking about, an article came out about how Jerry Jones ha- has a few times flown Clarence Thomas on a private jet to, and to see Cowboy games and um, he even gave him a Super Bowl ring and all this. But the point is, you you these billionaires give these Supreme Court justices these gifts. So they vote on the policies when it comes up before the court that are that favor the billionaires. So he got himself a pocket Negro named Clarence Thomas. But you know, <laughs> it ain't like the Cowboys, you know that's my team. Yeah. It ain't like they won a Super Bowl five years ago, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, the value of that ring is 
is worth. Who knows what it's worth right now? It's worth a lot now. That ring. But I'm just saying though, man. It like I said, it ain't like we won the Super Bowl five years ago. He gave him gifts, <laughs> flew him on planes. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying, yeah. he bought himself a Negro. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what though? And that mm. just goes back to, and you've been saying this for a minute, and we've talked about this. Why do the Supreme Court justices have a lifetime term? There you go. It just who and you a you probably know who started that though. Who and started? why can't it get voted? Why can't it get voted down? Like at what point in time did that start? It can get voted. It can get changed. We, we can even change the number of people on the Supreme Court. We can expand the court. You can do that. It's it, it's been done before. Um, I don't know exactly offhand who exactly started the lifetime appointment, but no judge should have a lifetime appointment. No politician. There should be time no for, for everything, for, for every politician, Congress, at every level, there should be term limits, mayors, everything. There should, and they're definitely judges. If you are public service, just like when you enter into the Air Force, the Army, you get four-year terms, right? Nobody stays in there until I like 80. But the thing about it is the president can only do two terms. Right. The head of the nation can only do two terms. And these cats and ladies and gentlemen, whatever you want to call them, um, you call it nigglet, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just, it baffles me, man. It does. And then, the thing about it is, yeah, it just yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to me. So you have a lifetime appointment. How else do you get them out? You got to impeach them, you know. Right. And that takes a lot. That takes cooperation from the other side. But they're not going to cooperate because he's pushing through the stuff that they want. So. That's wild. That's wild. It man. is. It, it, the whole government, it's, we need some reform on all this. I mean, the chicken, California, like 88 years old, uh, Feinstein, uh, missing votes because she got shingles or whatever she got. Like, oh, shit, come on. They're wheeling her up to a wheelchair, to the, to the Capitol with a wheelchair. Like, no, like none of all, even Nancy Pelosi, 80, 81 years, all these people, Biden, Trump, all these people, just too old. Let's let's move on. And what's the, like, what's the name of our... What's the name of our podcast that's in your background right now? Generating it's X. Time for, it's time for Generation X to have our time when it comes to, and then, yeah, some of us are, are, are. Some of us are there. Some of us are there. Yeah. But not enough. Not enough. I mean, they, but they, out, they outnumber us by a lot. Yeah, oh, no, the I think we might we might be the smallest. Boomers. We might be the smallest um, generation, like in between boomers, us millennials, and, and uh, Z. Hell yeah! Because if if I think about it, my mother's generation, where her her sibling, it was it was eleven of them. Mm -hmm. There you so, go. So I was just talking to my one of my uncles. Only out of seven uncles, I got two still living. So I'm talking to my uncle Tony. And he was like, man, it was so many of us in that house growing up. It was ridiculous. Like to a point, like they couldn't wait to move out. So the hell if they was gonna have 
more than more children. Yeah, all those children. Yeah. I think my auntie Vera, she has six. Mm-hmm. So she was she had the most. And her her kids are like my, my brothers and sisters for the most part. When we was growing up, we was like brothers mm-hmm. and sisters growing up. But other than that, folks wouldn't we, they wouldn't have them because they knew, like, you know what, we it was too many of us in that house. And we we survived, but hand-me-downs and hand-me-downs and hand-me-downs and hand-me-downs, like, we want to get your own. Um, so, yeah, so we probably are, man. We got to look that up. We got to look that up. I got to look that up. Maybe you can do it right now. We got to look that up and see as far as compared to the baby boomers and then uh, who came after us? Generation of what? Z? No. Uh, the millennials. The millennials, that's right. Then Z. So, yeah, we got to, we, we probably are, man, because our parents... Hey, your parents had two kids. My mom's had two kids. Um, that was enough. You know? Yeah, that <laughs> you know was, what I'm shit got expensive. That's why. <laughs> shit got expensive. But back then, too, man, the 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 moms, they weren't in the workforce. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, the father went out and worked. The mother stayed at home, took care of the house, took care of the kids. The father went, made so, the money. Look at that, bro. So the greatest generation, ain't too many of them left. That's before 1928. They call them the greatest generation. The greatest generation of racists. I don't know why they call it the greatest generation. 0.02%. <laughs> the silent generation from 1928 to 1945. Wait, wait, wait. That 0.2 is like what's left or how many Yeah, what's left. Yes, yeah, what's left. What's left. Okay, okay. Point two, and this is in 2022, so last year. Point so there's probably less of the motherfuckers. Well, they probably like about 90 something right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Three people. Um the motherfuckers coming up on 100 born before 1928. <laughs> <laughs> um the silent generation born 1928 to 1945, 5.49%. Yeah. But how so, many I- if you it don't give me it don't give me no like numbers. It don't say numbers. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. It don't say numbers. Um the baby boomer boomer, 20.58%. That's between 1946 and 1964. I'll come back to us. Millennials <laughs> born 1981 to 1996, 21.67%. They are the most millennials, 21.67%. So they they outweighed us. Okay, go yeah. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Gen Gen Z. These these are my kids, your kids. Yep. Uh, Gen Z, born ninety seven to two thousand twelve, twenty point eight eight percent. And coming in, I'm just I'm not gonna count the old people because obviously we we I would hope we outnumber a motherfucker born in nineteen twenty eight. So I'm I'm gonna push the other two to the side, the two older ones. So from 1946 to 2012, coming in at last, 1965 to 1980, the greatest generation of all time, Generation X. We, we are 19.61. So we are lower. We are the lowest out of the four, four functioning groups right now. But if you think about it, then if you put that on a graph, mm. we're all around. 20%. I guess you could say that, but when you go by actual headcount, we're millions and millions below. 
Uh, all right. You know. So like I said, our parents, like how many siblings? So your mom's, I don't oh, know. You're making me count. She got four, four. Oh, Lord. You gotta make me count. You're gonna make me count now. Hey, you like numbers, man. <laughs> Was it five of them? Hold on. Come on, man. You gotta know how many uncles and aunties you have, man. But no, someone, because listen, because, you know, keep keep the shannon, my cousin, keep the shannon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So their 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 mother was was a cousin, first cousin of my of my mother, right? Okay. But she's in that, that age group. They all home, like they're all together all the time. Yeah, so yeah. That's that, that's but how that's many siblings I'm, though? How many siblings did your mama? It have? was five of them total. One 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 boy, four girls. Okay. What about your father? Two. Him and his sister. Two of them. So even even that two for your father for his mm-hmm. generation, that's a low number. Mm-hmm. Your father must have gave it. Is he is he the oldest? Uh, Youngest? yes, he's older. Yeah, he must have gave your uh, your grandparents hell or something. They said, you know what? We gonna make one more. I'm done, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Copeland, <laughs> I'm done. Because my grandparents, like I said, it was eleven of them people coming out of Mississippi, man, coming out of Jackson and Arizona, Mississippi. It was eleven of them, and then oh, uh-huh. before that, my grandfather come from a generation of ten. Mm-hmm. So he always told me and my cousins when we was growing up, I wanted to have more kids than my father had. So he had one more kid than his father had. So that's a whole lot of kids. So I got like a whole lot of cousins, man. Like in my age group, man. Oh my my generation. It's a bunch of us, man. Like a so, bunch. We were never lonely growing up, man. Never so I'm gonna lonely. give you, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you, I can give you millions now. I just found something. All right. So the greatest generation born before 1928, there's only <laughs> there's only about 670,000 total born before 1928. There's only like 670,000. So it was only 670,000 born. All right, that's a very no low left there yeah, right now, right now born before 1928. Oh, that's left, that's left, that's left. Okay, not born. Okay, okay, head count. Yeah. Okay, so the so wait, 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 wait. Six, uh, 670,000 out of how many? What do you mean? Only 670,000 people. You confusing me now. No, I'm saying that that were born or that's left. No, that's it. I don't know how many were born all yeah, together. I want to that's say left that right was... as of as of 2022, and I'm assuming a lot have died off since then. <laughs> this 2022. This is in 2022. There were right. six six hundred and seventy thousand. Okay. We're good. So that's probably about so that's oh, we can do the numbers then because if only two percent left. Yeah. So yeah, we could do that math real easy then. If only two so, percent left out of six hundred seventy thousand, you, you you what? What kind of math are you doing? No, I'm saying so six hundred seventy thousand right now, and you, uh, and you at, said that's two percent. Oh, that's two percent of the all the overall. Right, right. right point, that's point two percent of everybody right. in the United States. Right. Point two percent, not even two percent. Right. All right, go ahead. I'm gonna stop so, interrupting. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So the silent generation, 28 to 45, there's 18 million, 18 million, 290,000. Okay. Okay. Why were they called the silent generation? I don't know. So that means my father's in the silent generation. I just realized. My father's in the, the years? 28 to 45. 
right. All right. So I think I had one auntie mm-hmm. that was born in 44. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And the rest of them boomers. Yeah. yeah. So, boomers is 46 to 64. 68 million. 590,000. So, let's just round that up to like 69, 70 million. So, I'm going to do it. Uh, 81 to 90, 72 million. Damn. Yep. So think about that though. They're pretty much neck and neck with the boomers. They're more than the boomers. I know they're more than the boomers, but it, like I said, it's not that big of a range being that the boomers are so old right, right now. Right. And so here's why Joe Biden won the, won the election and why there's hope for the Democrat because Gen Z is by, I think like, 80 something percent a democratic voting leaning uh, generation. 97 to 2012, Gen Z, 69,580,000. They're not gonna increase baby boomers, you know? Right. I, I mean, <laughs> Gen Z is not gonna increase either, but I'm just saying baby boomers are gonna decrease. They're gonna be dying off. Yeah, right, 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 right. So, so the next generation after them from 2013 to 2022 is our uh, kids generation. No, no. Our no, you kids. said our kids said are Z. Our kids are Z. So 2013 to 2022 is um Lord have mercy. Generation Alpha. Right. And they're that's now 38 million five hundred and fifty thousand. They're still going. So us, we are 65,370,000. So we are 3 million below the nearest, 3,200,000 below the nearest one. And that's the baby boomers. Damn. Yep. They still. That's a lot of people. That's a lot. But you know what, though? But they're going to die off day back in those days but just like like talk to my uncle and stuff I, I love talking to my older family members and older mm-hmm. people in general or the, the prime times of the why it's just just the stories and, and whatnot but yeah they were making a lot of kids man yeah these cats was coming back from wars yeah well that's where and, the baby boomers came from the wars yep. the wars the soldiers and the, came back and started you know making babies and the mothers weren't working and they were just taking care of the kids. And kids weren't so, as expensive as they are now. You no, know, definitely not, man. And like yeah. our parents, the mother, after a while, like, you know what? We got to go to work. Stuff was mm-hmm. starting to get a little more expensive. Hey, if we want to buy this crib or we want to afford this, we need two incomes coming to family. We can't. Hey, daycare was expensive. Daycare <laughs> Man, let me tell you. Daycare is Man, back in the day, because... <laughs> My girls are eight, shit, 16 months apart. 16? 16 months apart. So they we had the, uh, the the daycare when they were in daycare. Like one was two, the other one was one. Bro, it was like paying a mortgage. I think I was paying was. like, back then, I think I was paying like almost $1,800. I was about to say about fifteen dollars to $1,600 a month. I was paying like almost $1,800. Yeah. But was, it was like, <laughs> shit, well, I got two, two, two mortgages out here. I got... <laughs> And that's house why, good. If you remember, though, it was a time frame where everybody named Mama had a daycare center. Yeah. Because the government was giving out money. Mm-hmm. And everybody, I remember. Out of their house. 
put, putting up signs yep. in the yard. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I remember my son CJ was in daycare only four days out the week, mm. and I was still paying over a thousand dollars a month. Crazy. That's crazy. So it was, yeah, that 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 is wild, man. And, and I'm sure it's even more expensive now, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. So hey, that would deter you from having seven. So eight, we're gonna nine, see, nine, yes, eight, we're eight. gonna see, we're gonna see what alpha turns out to be, generation alpha 2013 to now. Because I'm assuming these are a lot of the millennials and, and maybe us too, our kids, generation X, and those kids are expensive. So I, I'm assuming those numbers will dwindle because having children is so expensive. It's expensive. And not just that, man. Everything is expensive, man. Yeah, Inflation, yeah. housing, taxes, cars. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. I remember back in the days going to get a burger, some fries, and a soda. You might pay like $253. I remember after football practices, what year was that, man? Were we sophomores or freshmen? And we would go downtown to McDonald's and Burger King Be like after $3. practices for with two dollars and, and get a whole meal. Get a whole meal. Now it's like ten or eleven dollars. The uh, three piece of the biscuit was like two fifty. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hey, we just stopped at the Kentucky Fried Chicken over by your crib. Yeah, and come through with a two piece and a biscuit. I get all white meat. Yeah. And we'll be good, though. All I needed was like $3. Yep. Now, man, if you try to get a bucket of chicken with some size, it's like $47, man. That's crazy. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go buy a whole chicken, cut that baby up, season that baby up. And I don't, I don't fry no food, to be honest, but I just throw that baby in the oven and bake it. Or put it on the grill or something, man. And you can eat for a couple days, three days off that month. Man. So, yeah, it's, it's just... So not just that. I mean, daycare is ridiculous. It was ridiculous back then, um, back in the early 2000s. Daycare is ridiculous. But everything is, man. Everything. Like, if, if you look at housing, cars, cars. And like here in, in Milwaukee area, they just passed, they just voted on, the Common Council just voted on raising taxes. So what's the tax rate down there in um, Orlando? Like about seven, eight percent? Uh sales tax. Sales tax. I think it's it's seven, seven and a half, something like that. So we was like about five and a half, a little over five and a half. But they just they just added two percent. Um sale in the Milwaukee. Six percent. It's six, six, six. It's six. Yeah. In the Milwaukee area is they, they added two percent in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um so yeah, man, it just everything's expensive, man. It really yeah. is. And the wages, if you look at the wages, mm -hmm. the wages aren't going up. But every I remember when I got out of law school, uh, and I, I moved to a do you remember when I moved to the east side? I lived there for about six, seven months. You know, what year did you get out of law school? Oh, I remember you, you I, I know why you don't remember. I uh 2000. <laughs> you was a little occupied. Uh all right. Yeah, and okay, and uh, so I moved to the east side, uh, large one bedroom apartment. Dude, I was only paying like four hundred dollars a month. I'm sure if I went now to that same apartment, that's just probably like two twenty five hundred. You cannot 
get anything for what you was paying for back in the day like that. Because yeah. I, I, then I moved. Then I moved to eat, moved out east. Because I, I was living on the east side and I moved actually right. east. East Coast. Right. Uh, after that. But yeah. You just kept going east. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep on going east. But then like you, I remember one time you came back, we was kicking it and we saw a crib. No, you told me in reference, you said a house that your, your parents owned. I can't remember the price that you, uh, that you quoted, like in New York, mm-hmm. but it was like so many folds more higher mm-hmm. than the house that your parents owned. That it, yeah. Just unbelievable in my opinion though. Just yeah, uh, the pricing. Oh, New York will distort your mind. I talk about this all the time with my wife. New York will distort your mind. They will make you think because the prices in New York are so astronomical that a house in the hood that needs fixing is worth four hundred eighty thousand dollars, <laughs> and and people will buy that house. Because it's a good deal compared to the house two blocks away, that's $550,000. But then what, as far as, so, okay, so you gave me that scenario. Mm. As far as the, the wages, yeah, say, you for instance, you get paid. I, you, you get paid. Hello. I mean, is it is it on the same amount? I mean, as far as the, if you throw it on the trend, is the housing and the wages? Mm-hmm. Are they going up at the same pace, at the same rate? So I used to work for a firm that was national when I first moved to New York. And we were getting paid, if I'm not mistaken, almost $25,000 more than, like, than, say, somebody in Milwaukee would have been getting paid. But then, but you spend that $25,000 on housing. And right. So it, that's what they, they adjusted for, cost of living. Yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah, like yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Because that's something that you got to look at. I mean, like you can go down to Texas, man, and see mm-hmm. some of these cribs. We're down south, but they don't have basements. They don't have basements. And you see some of these cribs, it's like, wow. You know, that that's a lot of, it looks like a lot of house for the amount of money. But are the wages much lower? Um, yeah, so I, it depends on what you, what you do. It depends yeah. on what you work. I mean, because I know North Carolina is getting more expensive now. Because a lot of people are moving there. See, once people catch on. But, you know, 10 years ago, I know people who would move down to North Carolina and buy these huge houses for like 130, 140, 150, 160. And I mean, just like you're talking like five, six bedroom houses with two acres of land and all that stuff. You know, maybe they weren't paying as much in North Carolina, but you didn't need that much, you know. To keep the house now, now you do. <laughs> now you yeah. do. Now it's got expensive, but it just depends. I mean, everything changes. The more people catch on, the more people move to an area, the more expensive it becomes. That's why, shit, South Florida is expensive as hell, like crazy. No, I, like, I, I can believe it, man. Yeah. I can believe it, man. I can believe like California, yeah, Arizona's. Arizona's I mean, all those retirement, warm weather mm-hmm. environments. No, I can, I can believe it. Like, who's moving to Wisconsin? Like, hey, the Great Migration, the Great Migration is over. That, yeah. that's, that was our grandparents' generation. Yes. Some of our parents' generation. That's 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 over. Those jobs are long gone. Those jobs are overseas now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm my grandfather telling me back in the days. So his brothers and them lived up here before he did. And they were like, hey, come up here because uh, the work is plentiful and they pay more money. My grandfather was like, so he moved up here uh, with my grandmother and some of my older um, aunties and uncles. He said that he get pissed off at, at the job he was currently working, mm-hmm. walk down the block and get another job. And, and like he get pissed off, quit, walk down the block, get another job, making just the same amount of money, maybe a little bit more. But like, you know what, Don, you know what? I don't even like this job right here. No, I had a better over there. The grass ain't greener. And then go back to his old job and get hired again. It's just continue working because the jobs were plentiful. And those yeah. type of jobs right now. Gone. They're gone. Gone. I mean, probably never to come back, to be honest, man. Well, Milwaukee was a was a factory industry, like blue collar. Chicago, Detroit, Milwaukee, but Milwaukee failed to move with technology when they had the chance. And they gave that up to like Indianapolis and Minneapolis and all of they the 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 unions, like all the trade unions were so strong that they blocked progress from happening in the city. And then that shit died out because there was no foresight. That's what the right. fuck like sound uh, like somebody Ohio, a lot of towns in Ohio. They're having a lot of towns in Ohio too. Right, right, mm-hmm. and that's and that's what it was. Now, like, I was reading something the other day where you know you talk about the Great Migration. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, my grand grandparents came up here, um, but now folks, like, if you look at Milwaukee um, time period, was damn near seven hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Now it's closer to 500,000 in population. Right. Because folks are like, yeah, you know, this ain't it no more, man. Like when you you had those jobs where like you didn't have to go to college to make a good wage. You can buy a crib, have two cars, have your 2.5 kids, send them to college with that income and and do well and be fine. But just like when a job start leaving like that, crime start increasing. Yeah. And the type of crime started increasing, man. And that's the thing. You know, back in the day, I mean, it's, again, corporate greed, slavery to capitalism, as I always say. Back in the day, the guy who worked at the supermarket could could get a house. The barber could have a little small barber shop and still buy a house, still feed his family, 2.5 kids, picket fence, dog, cat, whatever, you know. Now, dude's got to have four or five jobs. Like, if, if you didn't go to college, you got to, I'm exaggerating, two two jobs. You got to have, like, two jobs. If you didn't go but, to college. But two jobs, though, it depends on your lifestyle. Of course, you don't yeah. want to live out your means. I mean, both of us, in my opinion, including JT, we ain't living on our means. I mean, no. I, so, hey, we we got the, the wherewithal to, hey, if I can't afford it, I can't afford it. I can't afford it, yeah. I just can't afford it. <laughs> I'm not paying this much for a pair of shoes, right. you know, for a pair of tennis shoes, man. Um, but yeah, but if you want to live a lifestyle like that, man, you you might have to get a side hustle, whatever that may be, work your full-time job. I'm more on point right now is I like my free time. I mean, right. hey, think about it, man. We probably only got about, what, 30, 35? Well, I, yes, you, I got about 45. 
free time mm-hmm. then work overtime man because just i value it more than i did when i was like my son's 22 get your money man pay for school do whatever you got to do but i value my free time more than trying to go to work and work overtime i'm salary i can't get no overtime anyway but the hell if i'm gonna try to find a second job oh. um but i'm just thankful i have to try to make ends meet that way and um nothing against people who do that but you'll kill yourself, man. Some people you, have to do it. Though. Yeah, you'll kill yourself doing that, though, man. You will. You will. Especially, especially if you if you say get in a relationship, have a child, get divorced, and then you get married again, and say you like thirty five. Better make sure you can pay for everybody. That's just well, it, hey, it depends. Did you have any kids on that first divorce? Yeah, I'm saying you had kids on that first. On that yeah, first. yeah, yeah. Make sure you can yeah. pay for everybody. That's what I'm saying. It just depends. Things are expensive. You know, it, it ain't like back in the day, dude could have one job, support you know, the two families. But better get to husband, homeboy. Hey, so, hey, you better get to uh, paint some houses or cut some cut some grass. Cut some grass. <laughs> You better be out there. Deliver yeah, man. It, it, it is. As, as as we get older, man, I appreciate life mm-hmm. much more. Um, yeah, as you start seeing people your age, you know, start passing away tragically. Um, in other cases, it may not have been tragic. It may have been because of some health issues. Right. But yeah, man, just got to appreciate it while we're here, man. It, it is, hey. <clears throat> make make the best of it right now, cause shit. Who knows? Who knows? On that note, that might be a good closing one right there. Make that's the best of closer. it right now. Yep, that's that's how we gonna end it. Generation so, X, hey y'all, we coming. We, we coming. coming. We're coming live to your city, dog. <laughs> <laughs> we, all right, everybody. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.